This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer. The Jerusalem Post announces that the Israeli-Hamas conflict is a prophetic window into the end time, citing Psalm 83, which we'll have to discuss a little bit later on in the program. Israel National News declares and quotes a senior Hamas official saying, we want the whole world, not just Israel. Sounds like that old song. He's got the whole world in his hands, except Hamas wants the whole world in its hands on behalf of Muhammad. Then comes the Russian Times telling us, on behalf of Benjamin Netanyahu, America is next if Israel loses the war. Well, that's just the beginning, friends. That's just the beginning of our conversation here today on Viewpoint. International chaos and insanity is taking over, and it's not just in the Middle East. It's everywhere. Here's the latest from World Tribune. It's been largely unreported in the Western news. But Poland now is rocked by a constitutional crisis over a globalist coup. Yes, you heard that correctly. A globalist coup. American media consumers haven't a clue what's going on. A globalist coup of the kind conservatives say claimed the White House in 2021 has struck in freedom-loving Poland. And populist revolts are sweeping the continent against entrenched establishments. Poland's newly elected Prime Minister Donald Tusk, who is a dedicated acolyte of Klaus Schwab globalism, Schwab being the head of the World Economic Forum, has ordered security personnel to storm Poland's presidential palace still occupied by conservative president Duda, and to take two elected ministers from the former law and justice government to prison. Natus Morawiecki, who served as prime minister of Poland from 2017 to 2023, said, for the first time since the dark ages of totalitarian rule, we have political prisoners in Poland. It's a globalist coup. The new globalist prime minister, Donald Tusk, has moved swiftly to persecute members of the former right-wing government in moves similar to what Biden has done and is doing in pursuit of Donald Trump, says the World Tribune. Law enforcement felt forced to carry out the globalist order to imprison Legitimate officials there in Poland. It's now in a full-blown constitutional crisis. And it's happening all over Europe. This is just one illustration. A populist uprising is taking place in Germany now. In Ecuador, I'm told that there's another coup taking place. It seems that globalism is fighting for absolute dominion everywhere and they take it's a no holds barred battle my friends because they believe their time has come 
They've waited now for 75 or 100 years, and this is their moment, and they're going to seize the opportunity, no matter whether it's constitutional or unlawful, it doesn't matter to them. This, they believe, is the ultimate salvation of the world. And so I welcome you to Viewpoint, friends. I'm Chuck Chrismeyer. It's conversation, as always, with ever-increasing conviction, talk that transforms. I wish I could give you better news, but this is the reality of where we are. And it's better to know the truth than to have it sanitized, uh, to have it uh, somehow camouflaged, like the news media here in our country tries to shelter you from that which you should know and misinform you as to what you shouldn't know. Unfortunately, but that's where we are. And at the same time, radical changes are taking place in different ways. For instance, the BRICS group, B-R-I-C-S, is now set to create a new global trade balance. This is coming by declaration of the Nigerian NGO and CEO. Membership in the group, he said, will help reduce the Western dominance generally. In other words, will set the stage for a new global order. The prominent Nigerian economist claims that the BRICS memberships are a win-win situation. Well, it depends on your viewpoint. And viewpoint does determine destiny, friends. And now, with the launch of a new year, the initial BRICS nation, Brazil and uh, Russia, India and uh, China and South Africa, have now expanded, including Saudi Arabia, and I believe Iran's on the uh, the agenda, and numerous other nations with them, and together, collectively, they will commandeer somewhere around 75% of the world's oil and gas or energy resources. What does that tell you? It should speak loud and loud and loud and clear, friends. The efforts are now being made to completely create an alternative to America, to Western Europe, and to that which historically has been seen as the resurrected Roman Empire and its rulership. And now there are three main contenders for king of the mountain, the ultimate and complete rulership of the world in a new global order. Who are they? Well, you have the Western nations, America, NATO, the EU, all of those nations, the resurrected Roman Empire of history. Then you have the BRICS nations, including Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. And then in addition to that, you have another whole group, the Islamic nations, which comprise somewhere around 1.6 billion people. Those are the competitors in the battle for king of the mountain. King of the mountain to rule and reign from the Temple Mount, ultimately, 
and Satan's representative will stand in the shoes of one of them to declare himself God. We call him the Antichrist or the counterfeit Christ. So be prepared, my friends. Today we're going to go through a whole raft of developments that are taking place right in front of our eyes this very week, and we're going to see how they connect, the dots connect, to show the international insanity or chaos that's taking place that actually is setting the stage for the unbelievable global confrontation of these three great collecting powers. Once upon a time, children could pray and read their Bibles in school. Divorces were practically unknown, as was child abuse. In our once great America, virginity and chastity were popular virtues, and homosexuality was an abomination. So what happened in just one generation? Hi, I'm Chuck Chris Meyer, and I urge you to join me daily on Viewpoint, where we discuss the most challenging issues touching our hearts and homes. Could America's moral slide relate to the Fourth Commandment? Listen to Viewpoint on this radio station or anytime at saveus.org. And I welcome you back to Viewpoint. We're looking at the international scene now, international insanity, chaos, whatever you want to read, whatever terminology you think is appropriate, that is setting the stage over the entire world to introduce a final competition or battle between these three great powers that are amalgamating now, right in front of our eyes, right in the last year, and are now getting ready to find their greater expression as they grow and form their uh, unique uh, drawing points that uh, bind them together in competition to rule the world. Now, in order to understand the greater uh, picture here, I want to make available to you my book, King of the Mountain. The eternal epic end time battle. For it's said that he who rules the temple mount rules the world. Now it's also said that he who controls the energy rules the world. So we can also say then that he who controls the energy will control the temple mount will rule the world. You see then how energy is complicit, shall we say, is part and parcel of the greater spiritual war to rule and reign over this planet from the Temple Mount. So let's take a look, a very quick look, at uh, the impact, for instance, of the uh, the BRIC nations. Very quickly. We're not going to spend all our time concerning the BRIC nations, but it is important that we see the uh, the significance here. Let's take a look at Russia. Russia is the largest land-based nation in the world. It covers 11 time zones and is one of the most prosperous in terms of natural resources of any nation on Earth, Russia, including, but not limited to, oil and gas. Then we have India. India now has uh, become the largest 
nation by population on the planet, just in the last week or two. It exceeded China. So India now and China are also part of the BRICS nations. Between the two of them, they encompass somewhere around 2.7 billion people. 2.7 billion people. Maybe more than that, maybe 2.8 or 9. But I'm I'm just being conservative. Then you have Brazil. Now, that's a large nation in uh, the Southern Hemisphere, but it doesn't begin to compare uh, to these others. And then you also have South Africa. Couple that now with Saudi Arabia, which is one of the larger or largest producers of oil and gas in the world. One of the wealthiest groups. Then you have Iran, which also is one of the largest producers of oil and gas in the world. And between those and two or three others that are being brought in on their heels, we now find that five or six of the most energy-rich nations on the planet are going to be part of this new BRICS group that is growing rapidly. Everybody wants to get into it because they see the hope of challenging the Western world order that Joe Biden has been working on, as has Klaus Schwab with the New Economic Forum, in order to, shall we say, create a new global world government under the auspices of a resurrected Roman Empire. So that's where we are there. And, of course, we know what the Islamic world is doing. We know that just within the last day or two, uh, America and the U.K., with the support of Australia and who knows how many others of the Western nations, chipped in to attack the Houthis now from Yemen who have been attacking on behalf of Iran, American ships, including America's military. Why Mr. Biden waited so long to respond is beyond me. But even his own Democratic Party are upset with him for even doing so, and even now. So we have a situation that's arising, not just in Europe, not just in South America, not just in terms of the amalgamating of these uh, great global orders that are coming together to compete against one another, but we also have the energy components that are amalgamating, and we have the Muslim world. And the Muslim world is 100% behind the... Hamas group. And the Hamas group is just being given through the Palestinian Authority somewhere close to $3 million to award those who lost their lives in the attack on Israel on October 7th. They're being celebrated as great heroes on behalf of Islam. 
And, as we already pointed out, Mahmoud al-Zahar said Hamas cannot only defend all of the occupied Palestine, but go far beyond as well. In fact, he said, we want the whole world, not just Israel. Now, that's a declaration not just from Hamas, friends. Hamas merely is representative of Iran in Saudi Arabia and Indonesia and Yemen and Libya and all of these other uh, Muslim nations that cover about 1.6 billion people. Some say it's actually the fastest growing religion in the world. So, we've laid a foundation here, even with the now constitutional crisis in Poland over a globalist coup in a freedom-loving nation that is taking the same tact, that is, the newly elected Klaus Schwab engineered, newly elected prime minister is taking the same tact that Joseph Biden is taking in America to imprison his opponents. So much for democracy. Who then is the engineer for destroying democracy? It's not those that are the more conservative folk around the world. No, it's the ones who are the most liberal around the world. And the ones who are supporting them around the world. Then we have this report. Fear-mongering global elites identify the most severe threats. Fear-mongering global elites identify the most severe threats. Now, what do you think the most severe threats are? Well, the most severe threats are misinformation and disinformation. Now, we talked about this the other day. Misinformation and disinformation. Why are those seen, seen as dangerous crises and threats more important than climate control and conflict and all of those kinds of things. Because, friends, if they don't get control of the communications, they can't carry out their agenda. So they have to be able to control our ability to communicate the truth. So what they call misinformation is actually the accurate information. What they call disinformation is just the opposite of the real thing. You see what they do? It's always projecting on others what they themselves are doing. Please try to understand the motivations here. It's all deception. It's all deception. No wonder Jesus said there a couple of days before his crucifixion when his disciples gathered there uh, overlooking the eastern gate of Jerusalem and, and they asked him what would be the sign of his coming in the end of the age and Jesus said, well, take heed that no man deceive you. Deception is, going to, is the earmark of the moment and it's happening everywhere. It's happening politically, it's happening economically, it's happening medically, it's happening spiritually, it's happening in everything, it's happening legally. 
it's or illegally it's happening in every single sphere of our world yes even in the united states of america yet the jerusalem post says the israeli hamas conflict itself gives us a prophetic window into the end times so we're going to take a further look at what that prophetic window is before we go further there, I want to uh, make sure you get a copy of the book, King of the Mountain. It's a $20 book, yours for $15 on our website, saveus.org, saveus.org. You can give us a call at 1-800-SAVE-USA, that's 1-800-SAVE-USA, or write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Bonk 70879, Richmond, Virginia, two. Three two five five. Writing a check at five dollars for postage and handling. King of the Mountain. We understand that business about the King of the Mountain and the battle for King of the Mountain from Psalm two. In Psalm two, we're told we're asked the question: Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain and foolish thing? The kings of the earth, the leaders of the earth are gathered together against the Lord and against Israel, his anointed, saying, let's tear their bands asunder. We don't want anything to do with them. We don't want them to have power in our lives. Let's get rid of them. Let's annihilate them. Let's get rid of them. But God responds by saying he's going to have these nations in derision. In derision. In other words, they're going to go crazy. So I say we're dealing with international insanity. And the insanity is a form of derision that's occurring because the nations and their leaders have abandoned the God of history. And they are substituting their own wisdom that's driven by God's counterfeit and arch enemy, the deceiver himself, Satan. So what would you expect them to do? You would expect him to stir up chaos. The Bible says that Satan is the author of confusion, and that's exactly what we have. International confusion, international chaos, international insanity. Yes, even in our own country, it's multiplying as you can well see. So God says in Psalm 2, look, I'm going to have you in derision. In fact, it says God's going to laugh at them. He's going to make fun of them. Because they think they're so cool. The nations think they're so powerful, so wonderful, so adept. And God says this, Yet, no matter what you're trying to do to take dominion over my holy hill, over my temple mount, I've already declared who's going to rule and reign from my temple mount, which he calls my holy hill. And who is that? Well, that's Yeshua, Jesus, the Lord of the church, the Savior of the world, the Holy One of Israel, 
Messiah, King of kings, Lord of lords, and he shall reign forever and ever. God says, I've already set him on my holy hill, so I've declared it. So what do you guys think you're doing? But they're going to continue. So God then goes on in Psalm 2, and he says this. Look, you guys, I'm just putting it in a nice vernacular way that we can all understand. Speaking to the leaders of our world, look, you guys, you might just want to seriously consider right now kissing the Son, that is Christ, lest you be destroyed. Oh, in other words, God is giving them an option. But the end of that option, if they don't accept the right choice, is destruction. We'll be back. There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, under the marriage section, God has marriage on his mind. Chuck has some great resources to strengthen your marriage. First off, a fact sheet on the state of the marital union, a fact sheet on the state of ministry, marriage, and morals. SaveUS.org. Marriage, divorce, and remarriage. What does the Bible really teach about this? Find all of this at SaveUS.org. Also, a letter to pastors, the Hosea Project, SaveUS.org, and many more resources to strengthen your marriage. It's all on Chuck's website, SaveUS.org. Again, you can listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcast live and archived. Save America Ministries website at SaveUS.org. Welcome again to uh, Viewpoint. We're talking about the international scene today, uh, the developments that are taking place all over the world, not just in the Middle East, uh, but in Poland, in South America, uh, in the amalgamation of nations uh, in in Europe, well, in in including Russia and and then the Eastern nations plus some South American nations and African nations and so on, and Middle Eastern nations joining together as the BRICS economic group to combat what they perceive to be the rulership of the Western One World Order or Western Order of the Nations led by the United States of America. The Jerusalem Post contained this headline, Israel and the U.S. and global implications of the war. Israel's experiences over the past two decades have proven that Iran and its proxies, Hamas and Hezbollah, are the biggest impediment to long-term regional stability. Well, we can talk about long-term regional stability, but the may I suggest to you that it ain't going to happen? Not really. Now, there is going to be a proposal. There is going to be a proposal, an ostensible peace agreement, to uh, propose, bring about some sort of order to the Middle East that people will celebrate, and they will think they've just arrived at the greatest thing since sliced bread, and uh, they'll, they'll just be giddy over. God calls that agreement, that treaty, whatever you want to call it, God calls it a covenant with death. Because he knows 
that in order for that to have taken place, it had to require massive compromises on behalf of Israel's leaders. If you were to read Isaiah 28, you will find what God thinks about the Jewish leaders who will enter into that agreement. It's not pretty. It's not pretty. And they, because they do not trust God and fear man, they will, at what they perceive to be their existential moment, enter into this so-called peace agreement that will last for maybe seven years, at least that's what they think it's going to last for, until it's broken, breached, by the very one who is credited with having put it together. That one being the arch representative of the arch deceiver of history, Satan himself. The Antichrist will have put it together and he'll be revered, seen as the great hope of the world. And the world will bow at his feet. He'll be able to put together this amazing agreement, or seemingly amazing agreement, that gives at least a breath of fresh air as they see it around the world. And because of that, he will be given virtually total dominion over the earth very quickly. And then after he is seen as the great peacemaker of the world and through the pursuit of peace will destroy many that sit in opposition to him. And once he gains the full control of the planet, will then walk into a rebuilt temple and declare himself God. Just like Antiochus Epiphanes did around 168 B.C. And then, all hell will break loose upon this planet, the likes of which this world will have never seen. Jesus warned about it in Matthew chapter 24. He didn't warn the unbelievers about it. He warned those who were supposedly his followers about it so that they would understand and be prepared. He said, you're the ones that need to flee. He didn't say you're going to be fled out of here by a rapture from God. He said, you need to flee. Hmm. Oh, never thought about it that way, did you? And that's only one thing probably we've never thought about that way. But there are global implications of this war with Israel and the United States, the entire world. And that's the reason why we were told initially from the Jerusalem Post, the Israel-Hamas conflict is a prophetic window into the end times. So why then has Joe Biden given tax money to mosques that seek the total annihilation of the Jews? 
a federal program intended to help religious organizations defend against terror attacks has been used by the Biden administration to give hundreds of thousands of dollars in tax dollars to organizations that openly seek the annihilation of the Jews. For example, Biden gave to the Flint Islamic Center there in Michigan $300,000 under the program. Even as an Islamic scholar there claimed Jews, quotation mark, literally live for the purpose of genocide, unquote, of Palestinians. Millions of dollars have gone under the program to mosques and Islamic groups that have praised terrorists and called for the destruction of Israel. And the money is flowing through the Department of Homeland Security under the Nonprofit Security Grants Program. As Imam Mustaf Kamel, earlier this year, of the California-based Masid al-Ansar Mosque, was calling Jews a bigoted and arrogant breed of people and praying they will suffer annihilation, and Biden gave them $100,000. And the Islamic Center in Detroit was handed $150,000. Even as the imam there appeared at a pro-Palestinian rally to announce Muslims have, quote, a fire in our hearts that will burn that state that is Israel until its demise, unquote. And then he called for the eradication of Israel. This is our nation's president, friends. Joe Biden. Would you say he's a friend of Israel? I wouldn't say so. He has the same spirit as his predecessor, Barack Obama. And there was no love lost between Barack Obama and Israel. In fact, he hated Israel and did everything he could to upset the apple cart with Israel. A prophetic window into the end times. A poll now tells us that 85% of the Palestinians support the Hamas attack. Another poll said 80%. In other words, by far the majority of the Palestinians support the Hamas attack. So much for peace on earth, goodwill toward men. Israel National News contained a piece by Daniel Greenfield. Israel has the same choice it has always had becoming clearer with each atrocity. The first rule of living with Hamas is that you can't. You just can't. How do you live with a people group that declares their total intention the destruction of your people and your country? Another article came from Rabbi Eliezer Milamad from the Israel... uh, Israeli National News, he says, obliterating the wicked in the war is true moral bravery to erase from the world the haters of God and Israel. Do you agree with him? He said, when we go to war against the enemy who attempts to annihilate us, the goal is not only to save Israel and deter other foes who harbor the same nefarious goal, 
but to also eradicate the wicked and purge wickedness from the world. He said it's the most charitable thing we can do for mankind as a whole. Micah Halpern for Newsmax wrote this piece. Religious fervor drives Hamas, not politics. Religious fervor drives Hamas, not politics. And we should understand that. It is true. So the reality is that the foundation of Hamas is the Quran and the Hadiths. And they mandate the destruction of Israel and the destruction of Christians. And if you don't annihilate them, you must bring them all and the entire world under a unique kind of taxation system that keeps them in utter and total imprisonment financially. In other words, you can never recover from it. That's how onerous the tax system is, if you have not always destroyed them. Is that how Islam stands for peace? You'll only have peace when you submit to Sharia law. And if you don't submit to Sharia law voluntarily, we'll destroy you so we can have peace. In other words, we'll eliminate all opposition. But that's exactly what Joe Biden's trying to do. Eliminate all opposition. Isn't he? Isn't that what all of these lawsuits are about? Absolutely, it's what all these lawsuits are about. It's not about law, and it's not about righteousness, and it's not about the rule of law. It's about the rule of power to prevent opposition. Because the agenda is deemed to be so important so globally important that we dare not allow any voice, any power, any authority, anyone to somehow frustrate the goal of a new world global order. There it is, friends. And it's bringing about international chaos. That's where we are, the battle for King of the Mountain. Get the copy of the book, King of the Mountain, on our website, saveus.org. Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Many people are developing a heart longing for a greater fulfillment in our practices as Christians. A recent study showed 53,000 people a week are leaving the back door of America's churches in frustration. What is going on? Why has there not been even a 1% gain among followers of Christ in the last 25 years? Could it be that God is seeking to restore first century Christianity for the 21st century? Jesus said, I'll build my church. Is Christ by his spirit stirring to prepare the church for the 21st century? The early church prayed together and broke bread from house to house. They were family, and it was said by all who observed, behold how they love one another. Incredible. But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click Sell Church. In order to move forward a little bit more quickly and wrap things up in this final segment of the program today, 
I want to uh, make a more a, a, a much quicker uh, reference to Psalm 83. We talked about Psalm 2. I want to talk about Psalm 83 for just a moment. In Psalm 83, we find a very interesting and very specific listing of nations and people groups. These nations and people groups are the ones who are collectively in the midst, in the Middle East, doing everything that they can to destroy Israel. And always have been. Always have been. If you were to read Psalm 83, it would leave no mystery to you as to who those people groups are. And then you can go back through your Bible, and you can find out, well, who, who were these? Who were the Hagarenes? Who were the Amalekites? Who were these people groups? There are a whole bunch of them laid out there. Who were they? Why is it they've always had such animosity toward Israel? It's not something new. This is historic. You could call it the eternal enmity if you wanted to. You want to talk about hatred? Maybe it's envy. Maybe that is the greater motivational factor, envy. Because Israel was selected as the apple of God's eye. The other nations that were relatives, cousins and so on, were not. And they've held it against Israel and the Jewish people ever since. And they intend to destroy Israel because of that ancient enmity or envy. It's that simple, friends. If only we would be willing to understand God's viewpoint and accept it, it would be a whole lot easier for us all. But in the meantime, you've got a hundred teachers out there in Oakland holding an unauthorized teach-in for students from kindergarten to third grade in which they represented the Palestinian Arab side in the wake of the Hamas massacre. Teaching these kindergartners through third grade to hate Jewish people. You won't find them accused of hate speech, though. But they were. That's what they were doing. And then we have America's universities, including Harvard, that now has lost its patina, its luster in the estimation of the American people and even the world because of the developments just in the last three weeks. So an article from Israel National News says it this way. The evil rot of America's elite universities. The alleged guardians of higher education have descended into the depravity of justifying any horror committed to an Israeli or Jew. And friends, if you think it's going to end with an Israeli or a Jew, you're living in fantasy land. Because that which they can justify against an Israeli or Jew 
will very soon be justified against you. As a Christian in America. I'm just being a little bit quiet there so that can sink in to our minds and hearts. So great is this animosity toward Christians that in the western land of Finland, up there in the Baltics, Pavi Rizanen, who has been a long-standing member of the Finnish parliament, has been accused of hate speech for sharing her faith-based beliefs. Not for carrying placards, just sharing them in a very private way. But accused of hate speech, she's been brought twice now before lower courts in Finland. And she has been exonerated both times. But here's the latest headline. Prosecutor insists he's going to keep trying to convict Christian lawmaker of hate. Who is the hater here? This is in Finland, friends. A Western nation, part now of NATO, of the Western rising, resurrected Roman Empire to become a one-world government under Klaus Schwab and his acolytes. And here is a representative of the so-called law in Finland, trying to take this innocent Christian lady before the Supreme Court of the land and accuse her of a hate crime. All she did was express that she was not in agreement with the liberalized LGBTQ agenda. That's all she did. She didn't campaign. They told her she should recant her beliefs, and if she would, that would be okay. But she wouldn't. So they're implying that she is blasphemed against the dominant orthodoxies of the day. Her offense was her expression of her Christian beliefs on marriage and sexual ethics in a 2019 tweet and in a live radio debate in 2019 and in a church pamphlet. This is 2024, friends. Then we're told by Bill Gates, the founder of Microsoft, he envisions now that artificial intelligence will save democracy by addressing what he calls polarization. In other words, he wants to get rid of all opposition to globalism. Any viewpoints that are contrary to the viewpoint of the new global order that he envisions, a one-world government 
have to be removed. And he believes that through artificial intelligence, that can be accomplished. To lead to world peace, he says, and social cohesion. Do you you gather the insidious nature of this viewpoint? He said, I think AI can help us with some hard problems, including polarization, because potentially that breaks democracy. And that would be a super bad thing. Well, you see, this is the same view that Joe Biden is expressing, like in his speech, where he said that his only argument to become president again was because Donald Trump would destroy democracy. The reality is that it's Joe Biden that wants to destroy democracy, and that's why he has to get rid of all democratically uh, authorized mechanisms, even through our Constitution and so on, to shut up all voices, including Donald Trump, that would express an idea to the contrary. That would be the democratic idea. But now the new definition of democracy is everybody has to believe the same thing, have the same viewpoint, and if you don't, woe be unto you. You, not only are the odd man out, but you must be selected out. That's what the New Agers call it, being selected out. Now that's a euphemism for destroyed one way or another. So why would Bill Gates think that AI could save democracy in that regard? Because from his viewpoint, this technology is so powerful. He says we got to find out and see how we could do this. What a contribution that would be to be able to, through AI, completely eradicate all these contrary viewpoints, all of the opposition, so that we would all think together. What a utopian democracy that would be. Everybody thinks the same thing at the same time, because if they don't, woe be unto you. Does that not sound suspiciously like George Orwell's 1984? That's the time we live in right now. This is 2024, my friend. Mm. It's so hard to be able to process so much of this, friends, as this pours across my broadcast desk. And I try to understand How does this get presented to people so that it's not confusing? Because if you just take all these different things in an isolated sort of way, it's just total confusing. And people get frustrated. And they lose attention. But let me ask you this question. Why is it that Joe Biden now, the Biden administration, has dished out nearly 
$700,000 while claiming to try to control the budget. $700,000 to support the creation of a national pregnancy prevention program for transgender boys. Did you hear that? To prevent trans boys from getting pregnant? Since when can a boy get pregnant? Transgender boys who are biological females. Oh. Transgender boys who are biological females. Oh. May be less likely to use condoms when having sex with people who have penises. Oh, now I get it. In other words, the biological females who are pretending to be boys are getting pregnant. Oh, really? Well, if they're really transgenders, then how is it that they're having sex? With boys. If they are boys, do you see how foolish this kind of thinking is? It's enough to make any 10-year-old with a mind scratch their head. What foolishness. This is exactly, friends, what the Apostle Paul talked about in Romans chapter 1. That knowing God, they refuse to honor him and glorify him as God. So their foolish minds and hearts become darkened. And God gives them over to a reprobate mind. That they do those things that are unseemly, inappropriate, completely at odds with with nature and creation. And then receive the horrific manifestations of those things. The recompense in their bodies. Wow. It's all so straightforward. Why can't we just accept it? It's because we think we know more than God is in it. Get a copy of the book, King of the Mountain. $15 on our website, friends. I don't think you'll be disappointed. Saveus.org. Call us 1-800-SAVE-USA. And let's get serious about following the Lord. You've been listening to Viewpoint with Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation. Join us again next time on Viewpoint as we confront the issues of America's heart and home.